everyone. Thank you for joining me for another exciting and informative episode of the Paralegal Voice on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Jill Francisco, an advanced certified paralegal, current president of NALA, the Paralegal Association, and your host of this episode of the Paralegal Voice. I have over 22 years of paralegal experience, and I am so excited to share my knowledge and enthusiasm for the paralegal profession with you. We have a wonderful guest for today's show, but before we welcome her, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor is ServeNow. ServeNow is a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, who embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. We would also like to thank Legal Inc. Legal Inc. makes it easy for paralegals to digitally automate tasks like business formations, corporate filings, and registered agent services nationwide. Visit legalinc.com backslash podcast to create your free account. Thank you to NALA, the Paralegal Association. NALA is a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education, voluntary certification, and professional development programs. NALA has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. And also, thank you to courtfiling.net. E-file court documents with ease in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. To learn more, visit courtfiling.net to take advantage of a free 30-day trial. I am so very excited to have Jillian Cool as my guest today. Jillian is the Director of Legal Recruiting at X Century Legal. An attorney by background, she's a graduate of the University of Miami School of Law. Jillian works with paralegals and attorneys nationwide to find opportunities uniquely suited for them, ranging from positions within boutique practices to AM Law 100 and 200 law firms. Jillian is going to be telling us about the advantages of using a recruiter, what they can do for you. She will also be going over the entire recruiting process, what to expect, and we will also briefly discuss how COVID-19 is affecting the recruiting business. She is going to be giving us some very valuable information today that you don't want to miss. Thanks, Jill. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much. Jillian, I did touch a little bit on your background, but I really want the listeners to hear from you about your background and your extensive experience in the recruiting world. Sure. So as you mentioned, you know, I am an attorney by background. I went to law school here at University of Miami. My second year, I just kind of realized that being a practicing attorney wasn't really what I wanted to do. But I went forward, I took the bar, I passed the bar and did that. But then I never went into actually practicing. I immediately went into recruiting. Before I was at Accenture, I was at one of the largest staffing firms in the country called Robert Half. I learned a lot there and it was great. And then I recently transferred over to Accenture, which is more a boutique practice, but we are able to work nationwide and we work with legal assistants, paralegals and attorneys, as you mentioned, from small boutique practices to the large AM law firms all across the country. I'll tell you what, I want to, the reason why I wanted to have you on today is because I am not familiar at all with the recruiting process. And I had a very good friend of mine in the Florida area have a very successful recruiting process. And I think it kind of fell in her lap, but um, it turned yeah. out very well for her. <laughs> and yeah. so it really opened my eyes to where 
I think that maybe this is something that paralegals, if maybe if you weren't looking for it, if you weren't necessarily looking for a job, that maybe you wouldn't even think of doing or something that would maybe, you know, nowadays, maybe you have to switch firms. Maybe you're happy, but maybe you will have aspirations. Maybe you want, you know, more money, maybe a few different benefits and you have to and you have experience under your belt. So why not shop around? And I just think that paralegals need to maybe open their mind. And I think that having you on here was to let everybody know, you know, what you guys actually have to offer. First of all, I'd like to talk a little bit about like, how do you get started? Like, how does the recruiting process start? You know, does the recruiter reach out or I guess an individual can reach out to recruiter probably either way, but how does it really start? Absolutely. So it can go both ways. If you are a candidate and you're actively, you know, pursuing a new position, right? You have a full on job search. You can call a recruiter. You can email a recruiter and ask for assistance. It can also go the other way and recruiters will reach out. We'll reach out via LinkedIn. If anyone has a resume that's on a job board site, recruiters generally have access to those. And that's a lot of times how we get information. We'll reach out to you. But a lot of it is, I would say probably 90% of it is recruiters reaching out, you know, because like you were saying, a lot of people don't, you know, they don't keep their options open and they'll stay at firms for years and years because they're really loyal and they're really good workers, but there's always a better opportunity out there. And I think a lot of times paralegals aren't, you know, out there looking for it. And so that's where recruiters step in. You know, we kind of come in and my goal is to always bring you a better opportunity than what you have and a place where you can really see yourself growing. I'd say a lot of paralegals I work with, one of their biggest, you know, wishes is that they can go somewhere where they actually have the ability to grow and not just, you know, plateau out and then stay there for another 10 years doing the same thing. That is a really good point that you said that because I know a lot of times, like I said, I think for advancement as a paralegal, if you're in a firm, it's like, you know, maybe they don't have like tiers of paralegals mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff like that. So it's like if you want to do, you know, or you have to go into the manager, maybe the paralegal manager, maybe the office manager, you know, depending on what size of firm that you're in. And I think that's a, and I think sometimes, you know, they sell themselves short. They just think, yep. okay, I'm a paralegal and I just have X amount of years experience. Now I get on my soapbox about education. <laughs> so I feel like you can always, you know, get more education, you know, get Absolutely. like, of course, I'm an advocate for the NALA certified paralegal exam and, you know, to get those credentials and then go a step further and get the advanced credentials. You know, maybe you're somebody that has a two-year degree, so you could get your four-year degree. But other than that, I think sometimes they wedge themselves in. So I think it's a great point that you said it can, you, they need to look at it as a chance to advance, to a chance Absolutely. to make themselves better. I guess everything is confidential. I wanted to kind of mention that. Like if you're reaching out to somebody, like I assume it's like totally confidential with, you know, them, your your communications and everything like that. How does that kind of fit in there? Yeah. So 99% of the candidates that I work with are gainfully employed and their firms do not know that they are looking. So confidentiality is very important. So all of the conversations between, you know, a recruiter and a candidate remain confidential. The only time that a candidate's resume will be seen is if if the candidate has, you know, been clear that they are open to having the resume sent to a specific firm for a specific role. And at that point, you know, the recruiter steps in as the middleman and confidentially makes that transition and that introduction. And then the client, the firm on the other end is very aware of the recruiting process 
and knows that confidentiality is very important. So everything is kept, you know, very under wraps. You know, we don't have issues generally with anything getting back to candidates' firms. Until you're getting an offer letter, it's all kept confidential, even with background checks and conflict checks and things like that. Candidates candidates get really nervous about those things because they generally have to be done before an offer sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, then it's like, okay, are they going to call my boss and confirm my employment? Things like that. And so we are very aware of the situation, you know, and how important that confidentiality is. So we do our best to make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible and that any, you know, concerns about anything getting back to someone's boss or someone's firm are assuaged. That's a great assurance because like I said, I think that would definitely deter some paralegals from reaching out because say they're they're happy, they're fine, but they just want to see what's out there. They wouldn't want to ruin and lose what they have when, you know, they were okay, you know, in their current position. Exactly. The other thing that I wanted to just ask just a little bit for clarification, you mentioned briefly that you guys would find the paralegal's resume or whatever, their information on LinkedIn. That was the thing. So what is, like, if you're a paralegal, you're you're in your job and you just want, you know, you're being efficient, you just want to keep an updated, you know, resume, so to speak, posted out there. And if, you know, somebody comes across it, a recruiter comes across it and they reach out, great. So, like, what is the advice to the best place to for a paralegal to have? have their information out there for recruiters to come across? Yeah, I would say that right now it's probably LinkedIn. If you're okay. a paralegal and you don't have a LinkedIn, I would strongly encourage you to get one. Is probably the best place to make connections and especially for recruiters because we can basically see your resume right there. Yep. And then it's also good for you because you don't have to put your cell phone number or your personal email address if you don't want to. And so that prevents people from, you know, calling you all the time if that's not what you want. We can reach out on LinkedIn, start a conversation that way. And if it, you know, you are interested or this seems like something you would like to explore, then we can further exchange details and set up a time to speak. So it's just a bit more comfortable. And I'd say LinkedIn is really just the most popular way right now for people to get in touch. That's a great advice because I know, like I said, I, I know I have a LinkedIn page and I don't yeah. use it as much as I probably should, mm-hmm. but I do think it's up to date. So I think that that is great advice to get, like you said, just in general, who knows, even if even if it's not for recruiters, just like you said, I think it's great, a professional place nowadays that it, it's it's definitely something that everyone should do. So let's talk a little bit, just kind of get into um, a little bit about the rest of the recruiting process, because this is what I think is what paralegals really need to know. So, you know, they have the resume out there, either they reach out or you reach out to them. Then how does it how does it really get into the nitty gritty? Sure. So once we connect, we will do something that's called, the, you know, a pre-screen or rather an interview. So that can be either over the phone or in person. And we really discuss your experience, you know, what you've done since you've been a paralegal and really what you're looking for going forward. The goal from that conversation is to try to figure out what this person actually wants so that I don't waste their time and so that I actually get them a step up, right, versus just more of the same. And we'll go over, you know, compensation, type of firm, commute, you know, geographic areas you're interested in. And after that, as recruiters, we will just liaise with law firms. 
And so we will go over any open positions with our candidates. You know, hey, I have XYZ law firm. They're looking for a paralegal who does this. You'll support this number of partners. This is what it can pay. You know, these are the things it offers as far as upward movement and growth and things like that. And then we will do all of the scheduling of interviews. So the candidate doesn't have to, you know, do anything on that end as far as communicating directly with the client. We do all of that. And so we make it work for you. You know, it's really meant to be a seamless process. We will negotiate your salary. We will work through the benefits package and really just go through all the steps of getting an offer and be there throughout the whole thing. Those details, I'm glad you kind of went into those details because as I mentioned before, my friend that, like I said, had a really great experience, had a really great outcome. That's one of the things that she specifically remarked about, that she was surprised that uh, the recruiter did the negotiation for her. Like she didn't have to go back to possibly her future employer and Mm kind of complain or kind of nitpick, oh, well, can I have this or can I have that? And it wasn't just over the money. It was like, well, okay, if we're at this salary, I would like to have a few more days off or I I would like to have, you know, I'm committed to doing this volunteer and I'm very active in my professional association. So, Mm -hmm. you know, are you going to allow me some time to do those obligations? She was very, very impressed with that aspect of it because some some paralegals, I mean, I don't know any, but are shy. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, maybe maybe they don't, you know, want to get into that and possibly not even into that to where like, you know, you get the job and then you think, oh, is the employer going to hold it against me? that I was, you know, going back and forth. Exactly, that I was asking for more or needed something else. Yeah. And so I think that's a wonderful, wonderful and a great thing of reason to reach out to a recruiter. But Jillian, before we move on um, to our, our kind of, we might keep discussing a little bit of that process because it's very interesting and important. We need to have a, a quick break for our commercials. So we will be right back. Nella offers continuing education, professional development, and voluntary certification for all paralegals. The Certified Paralegal Credential has been awarded to more than 19,000 paralegals. The Certified Paralegal Program is also the first paralegal certification program accredited by the National Commission for Certifying Agencies. NALA works actively with all those in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. Learn more about NALA at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Jillian Cool, Director of Legal Recruiting at Accenture Legal. And today we are discussing all things in the recruiting process. So Jillian, we were just wrapping up the recruiting process. And so I kind of want to get into some advantages of, you know, why you should use a recruiter. What are some of those advantages? Because I know we've already touched on some things, but I'm sure there are some other great advantages that we don't know about. Absolutely. So I think one of the biggest advantages of working as a recruiter is having inside information. So we know our clients. 
and we have placed people at these firms before. So we know the environment. It's a little bit less of a risk because you know what you're getting into before you get into it. If you're just going online and cold applying to ads, you really don't know the environment. You don't know the reputation of the firm and it's really hard to get that information. So using a recruiter is really beneficial to people, especially if you're you know, trying to be careful about your next move and thinking about a place you want to go long term and really have that you know, next step into advancement. It's a great, it's a great resource. And then resumes, if you are applying online, they tend to get lost. So they may go into an inbox that no one ever checks and it's very full. And so one of the other benefits of working with a recruiter is that we get your resume into the right person's hands. These firms all have a process that they follow and it's really, really clear. So if the resume goes into an inbox and just doesn't get to the right person, then you will never get a call back and you might never get any feedback, even if that position was perfect for you. So I think that that's an advantage of working with a recruiter too, just because we have, you know, relationships with these clients and it's not just a random ad online. And honestly, I, the last point I think I'll make is that looking for a job is a full-time job itself. And you will miss opportunities if you are trying to work full-time and then looking on LinkedIn or looking on Indeed at night and trying to just get your resume out there on your own. A lot of our opportunities aren't even posted online, but they're advantageous hires, meaning our firms are looking for specific profiles or you know just good talent. And when we make that introduction, then we generate a lot of opportunity that way that may have never been you know, posted on the internet or been available for you to apply to on your own. Wow. All three of those, I think, are super valuable. I'd like to go back a little bit because when you were talking about the first advantage, when you were talking about inside information, to me, I mean, I assume you're honest and sometimes maybe have to be brutally, brutally honest to, yeah, you know, really, absolutely. because of course you're trying, like you said, they, um, they become your client, you know, the person that you're trying, you know, you're getting them a job and you're trying to get them um, hired. So you're warning them possibly sometimes, or like you said, giving them some inside information. And I think that is just I don't even know if you could put a value on it because nowadays what you read online, you know, how would you ever know if you get in there and it looks great on paper and then you go in there and the first day it's like, oh, you know, nobody lasts a week in this position. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you wouldn't know that there were six other paralegals in there before you. And the thing is, is like you were saying earlier, you're happy in your position, but it's not everything, right? So then you leave a position where you're happy and you actually go somewhere where you're worse off. Mm -hmm. And that is the last thing that you want to do. So having that piece is, is huge in my opinion. Yeah, and also it works both ways too, not just like you said to to warn or to do the negative, but also you can probably provide because like you said, you know these places that the employers, oh, yeah. you have relationships with them. So you can even give information, you know, above and beyond. I'm sure like you could say, hey, look, you know, even though you might not be making like this much money or maybe there's something that's not necessarily the best, like, hey, they are phenomenal at, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. And, you know, and maybe that's not really a benefit that's tracked or something that's on paper, but it's some kind of benefit that would mean a lot. And you know what paralegals, you know, 
want and what they would appreciate. And, and, and you probably have, you know, got to know that specific person that you're job hunting for. And so, you know, you can tell maybe what means the most to them personally, where some of somebody else might not care. Maybe this person is like dead set on getting free parking, but this other person, you know, doesn't care at all. And it means nothing, you know, you'll be able to provide those. Absolutely. That is something that I was in that initial call or meet that I was talking about. We go over like, you know, do you have to pick up your kids at 5 p.m.? And where do you pick up your kids? So what law firm can you work at and what hours work for you? You know, you go through all those things because there could be a perfect offer in salary and in benefits. But if you've got three little things that are important to someone that don't match on paper, it might seem great, but it just isn't the right place. And so you have to know all of that or you're going to have things fall apart and you're just not going to put people in their right jobs. I think that's phenomenal. And I think as a paralegal, you know, because sometimes you might even think like, I know you also, you're matching attorneys and helping attorneys out. But, you know, possibly Mm -hmm. even sometimes when I was talking about earlier, you know, I think paralegals may even sell themselves short. They may even think, you know, am I in that level of profession that I can demand? or request or want or expect these things. And so I think that it's important that you're asking them what they want. And I think that's a welcomed and possibly a different thing instead of just settling or taking what's offered when you walk through the door. And uh, I think that's, that's, I think that you hit the nail right on the head. I think with that is some very, very valuable thing that you're not going to get. You're just not going to get it if you don't have somebody that knows the employer. And I also like your resume to the right person. I said earlier, I had 22 years. I've actually been at the same law firm for basically all those years. We were bought out in 2015 by a larger law firm, but I'm still basically in the same position. And I can say that I have recommended one person in all those years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because it's like, I truly love my job. I love my yeah. employer. And I don't ever want to recommend or bring someone in that, you know, turns out to be not great or yep. not what they wanted. And so I think that to me, that might be few and far between. And, you know, where you're getting the personal recommendations, sometimes, you know, foot in the door, resume to the right person, you know, straight to the office manager, hey, I know this person, you know, I'm, I think they'd be great, you know, you may not get that as much anymore. But like if but as a recruiter, you have that connection, and you can call and say, hey, you know, I've talked to this person, I've went over all this stuff, I think this would be a great fit for you, you know, let's give this person, let's get this person interviewed. Let's, you know, and you can almost be an advocate right off the bat for them. And you're not only getting to the right person, but you're also pushing them, I think, so to speak. (laughs) No, absolutely. And that's exactly what I tell my candidates. You know, I'm here to be an advocate for you. So you tell me what you need and I will go out and get it for you. I don't know if you could put a price on it because I just think that's not done. And I think that, you know, I mean, you probably think of that kind of stuff in big, huge, like CEO, you know, positions. But I think that is just phenomenal to have those benefits available in the paralegal position. And Jill, just one thing. Oh, yes. Just so that everybody knows, and I don't know if I made this clear or if people do know this, but if you're working with a recruiter as a candidate, you don't owe them anything money-wise. It's completely free to you. So we are paid by the law firms. So I think candidates who haven't worked with a recruiter before don't always know that. But I think it's a really important thing for people to realize. 
Oh, definitely. And I think that's even better is that, you know, it's not, I think that's a definitely an advantage because it's nothing out of your pocket. So, you know, what do you have, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? If you set them up for an interview and you don't like it, so what? You didn't, I didn't pay you. I didn't, I'm not out anything. I mean, your time, but other than that, I mean, I don't understand how you can turn that down. I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't think that many people realize where you're getting your your payment from. And and it's definitely not, like you said, from the person that you're finding a job for. So let's just discuss a little bit. So we kind of, you know, we've talked about the the process, you know, who can reach out, who can initiate it. And then we went through the entire process. We touched on the advantages. And then how about like how to choose a recruiter? Like paralegals probably have you know, like there's multiple ones out there. I mean, you, you know, you're working for one, you used to work for another one, you know, how can you distinguish between, you know, not, I mean, obviously good and bad, but I think more often than not, say a good one and a great one. So I would say one of the most important things is, does your recruiter call you or meet you in person? If your recruiter is exclusively emailing you or LinkedIn chatting you or texting you, you're probably not working with a great recruiter. You've got to have that, you know, foundational relationship building. And that comes from real conversations. If you're not local, have them on the phone, get on a FaceTime or a Zoom chat. That's fine. But that is huge. So if your recruiter is not doing that, then what's likely going to happen is they're going to need to just send you positions. And if you say yes, they'll send your resume and may not even ever follow up with feedback if they get it or if they don't get it. So those are recruiters that are going to come to you when they have something that they think fits the bill. They'll shoot your resume over and they won't really be there for you through the process. So that's one of the biggest things to look for. I think another thing too is if you're working with a recruiter, don't be afraid to ask them questions. You know, this is someone that you're trusting and building a relationship with. And I think one of the questions you should always ask them is what is their relationship like with their clients? Some recruiters are just looking at job postings on Indeed and ZipRecruiter and then telling you, hey, here's this position I have open and then basically acting as a sourcer for Indeed or ZipRecruiter and taking your resume and then trying to get you a job interview. They don't actually have a relationship with that client. So like I was saying before, getting your resume into the right person's hands is so important. But if the recruiter doesn't have an actual relationship with the hiring manager, then they're not going to be able to do that. So it's important that you make sure you understand how your recruiter works and how they interact with their clients. And I'd say the biggest thing is just time commitment. You know, if you can't get a hold of your recruiter, move on to the next one. If you commit to them, then they'll commit to you back. And I think that that's what makes a great recruiter. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because like you said if you keep reaching out and you're trying to, you know, get in contact with them, at, you know, and you can't get any response, like you said that's wasting your time. I mean, you talked about the whole process, you know, it's another job trying to find a job. Yeah. And I think that's part of it initially too. Don't make me try to email you 10 times and call you 10 times just to get a response and to tell me how it's going or what's the status of that. Did I get a call back? You know, I mean, just simple probably questions that, you know, they just want to know because they want to keep up on the process. Yep, exactly. If your recruiter is not updating you, you know, without you having to ask multiple times, then go find another recruiter. I think that's really good advice. So Jillian, before we move on, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Legal Inc. 
Legal Inc. is empowering paralegals to embrace their inner legal rock star by automating the everyday tasks that hold them back. Through their free dashboard solution, paralegals can quickly and easily automate services like business formations, corporate filings, registered agent services, and more. Visit LegalInc.com to create a free account and check out LegalInc.com forward slash podcast for a chance to win Legal Rockstar swag. This episode of The Paralegal Voice is brought to you by CourtFiling.net, your solution for electronic filing in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. CourtFiling.net provides a better e-filing experience so you can spend more time helping clients. Because they know that work sometimes happens after hours, CourtFiling.net offers 24-7 phone, email, and chat support. Visit CourtFiling.net to receive 30 days of unlimited free electronic filings and see how you too can e-file court documents with ease. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Jillian Cool. We were talking about good, better, and best recruiters and how to choose the best one for you. And so Jillian, just to wrap that up, I do think that one of the great, the biggest thing that resonated with me that you said was if you cannot get your recruiter to respond to you, whether it's initially, or I would say probably any time in the process to move on. I I think Mm -hmm. that should be maybe sending you a hidden message, (laughs) right? Maybe um, (laughs) that you do need to move on. And so I really, you know, and and I like that message too, that the paralegal's time is valuable. You don't want to just keep wasting your time. And so if you can't get them to call you back, I think you can probably find somebody else out there that will give you a call back. Absolutely. And if a recruiter is not calling you back, then they're probably not going to be giving you the best positions, in my opinion, because they're really... That what that means to me is that they are just waiting for something that they think fits squarely, you know, in your box and they're not looking at the outside factors. So it's really not in your best interest to work with someone like that anyways. So we have to talk about this because we're all in the middle of it, so to speak. But so how is the COVID-19 affecting the recruiting recruiting world right now because I'm sure it is I think it's I don't know if there I don't know of anything that's not affecting so um is how is that affecting you right now like what have you seen so far yeah so it's really it's thrown things into a state of uncertainty and the situation is pretty fluid and it changes every day so we are seeing clients on both sides of the aisle here and we have some who are business as usual hey we have these positions open we're still ready to hire We'll just move everything to video interviews and we'll make a hire from there. So that's one side of what we're seeing. And then we have the other side of people who are just full pause. You know, they don't know what's going to happen. They may already be experiencing layoffs and they're just not prepared to bring on more people. So again, it changes day to day and it's firm to firm. I'd say right now, probably the larger, more established firms are less affected. They are capable of being remote. You know, they have clients that are still going to be moving forward with deals and cases. And so it's really the smaller boutique firms where we're seeing the layoffs and the freezes. What kind of advice would you give then to either, you know, like say somebody gets, you know, a paralegal gets laid off, whether it was from a large firm or, or a smaller firm. But I think most of the things that I'm experiencing, I've seen and connections that I have is been, I think, smaller firms that it's just harder mm-hmm. to survive when, you know, something like this is going on. Are you encouraging them to just reach out almost immediately? Like go ahead and just reach out now to get out in the market? Or should they wait? Yes. 
No, if you think now's the time to wait, it's not. You might not be able to go on a bunch of interviews right now. Things are different, that's for sure. But it's a really good time to start planning. Okay, these are my skills. These are my interests. You know, I don't have a job right now. Recruiter, how can you help me? You know, what clients can we reach out to once the dust settles here? So Mm -hmm. for example, I had a candidate who was let go last week on Friday. She had an interview for me yesterday. And she has another interview with a firm this week. So, you know, she called right away. She was like, okay, I got let go, you know, and let's just move forward from here. What firms are hiring? And it's funny because, you know, as I was saying, it's generally the larger, you know, more established firms that are open and kind of moving forward. And so you may end up in a better place than you were before if you start interviewing right now more stable, maybe yep. maybe even just around longer. I hate to say larger because I still think you could be a stable firm if you're not, True. you know, real True. large. But that tends to be the characteristic, no matter what the reason is. Yeah. If it's still advancing you, if it's still making you better, if it's still getting you better benefits, you know, why, why not? You know, and I'm glad you said that you sh- they shouldn't wait because I think that's good advice. A lot of people don't know what to do. We're doing different things. We're doing things that we didn't have to do before. We're, you know, working from home where we never did. We didn't choose to work from home. Um, and now we're just doing it, <laughs> yep. which is amazing. It's amazing. And the Zoom, um, you know, meetings and, and you know, interaction has just been amazing. And so, like you said, it's different. I think it shows paralegals are adaptable. I think it's a good time for paralegals to, you know, shine and to show that they're adaptable and they can, yeah, I did this, but okay, that's not working anymore. So let me just do this. And I think firms value that. I mean, don't you think as a skill? I mean, paralegals are the bones of a good law firm. And I'll tell you right now, all the people who are calling the IT lines and helplines for remote work are not the paralegals. It's the partners <laughs> who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know if they've so, ever used their laptop before or exactly, at least used it remotely. <laughs> exactly. The paralegals are sorely missed right now. I can tell you that. Yeah. So Jillian, I think that's all the time we have for this episode, but I really appreciate you giving your time, telling our guests, you know, some very super valuable information. And I know some of our listeners might want to learn more about the recruiting, or they may want some further information, or they might want to reach out to you. So what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Absolutely. So you can give me a call and I'll give you my phone number. It's 305 305- Five three seven five nine three four. You can also look me up on LinkedIn, very responsive there, or email me at jillian.cool at eccentry.com. Okay. Well, Jillian, thank you so much again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, no. Thank you for having me, Jill. It was great. Thank you. Also, thank you to all the listeners who turned in today. If you have any questions or comments for me, please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me at jfrancisco at logical.com. I hope you will join me for our next episode next month. I'm Jill Francisco for The Paralegal Voice, signing off. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.
The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.